if your marketing strategy is let's throw everything against the wall and see what sticks, chances are you need to develop your branding message. So on today's podcast, we speak with Deb Gaishal, the message artist. Deb helps her clients define an on-target brand message and discover their audience for a better bottom line. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I am Bill from W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. So Deb, welcome. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us. And we'd like to get started, do a little intro and read your bio if that's okay. That's wonderful. Thank you. Right. So Deb is the owner, creative director, and content strategist of The Message Artist. She serves women-owned and small to mid-sized businesses, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits, saving them time and money by ensuring their brand messaging is on target and also laying the foundation for all marketing decisions and tactics. Deb and her team create effective branding marketing materials, both online and in print, that speak directly to the ideal client. So glad to have you with us today, Deb. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. You're welcome. So the message artist, there's obviously a story behind that. (laughs) So why don't you give us a little background on how you came to to that brand for yourself. Okay. Yes, there is a story. Um, when I left my corporate career and decided to start my own business and I focused on copywriting and I love health and wellness industry and all things, alternative health and really looking at, um, I come from sort of a yoga background as well. So really looking at the holistic health uh, arena and it had really helped me quite a bit personally. So I thought I'd focus on that, um, group of people. Well, I quickly learned that the individual yoga teacher can't actually afford to pay me and really doesn't (laughs) need to. (laughs) So that was sort of the lesson in business. But also as I started getting clients who actually were sort of full, you know, businesses, whether solopreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs, or, um, just small businesses, and I tried to write copy for them for their websites or whatever it was that they needed, I found myself having to ask the same questions over and over again because huge, I'm not a numbers gal, but I'm going to say like 90% (laughs) were missing core um, elements of their, their brand, um, their messaging, what I, you know, how you can actually talk about them. So whether they had never come up with a mission or they hadn't identified their ideal client or customer, um, or they, they didn't even understand how their value system went into their decision-making. And I saw this huge gaping hole in small businesses. So then I decided, okay, I need to revamp both for myself um, to get the clients that could afford, afford me, but mm-hmm. also realizing that there's a huge need for small businesses to learn what it is that they need to do behind the scenes before they start going out and selling their product or service. Wow. That's awesome. And it's so funny because sometimes when we do these podcasts, like we don't plan to have a theme, but I do feel like from our previous podcast, it's a little bit of a theme, like having a meaning and having this behind the scenes work before you just go, Hey, I'm here and I'm open for business, you know, and that that's something we talked about a little bit on our previous podcast today. So very powerful, very important, hugely important because it, it, you know, as you were talking about, um, you know, in the intro and you can't just throw the spaghetti against the, against the wall. Like mm-hmm. you have to know who you're talking to, why you're talking to them. And 
why they're going to work with you or buy your product. Mm-hmm. And that requires that back end behind the scenes homework. Nice. Yeah. Very, very important elements. I would say, you know, most businesses, they're excited about their idea. They want to get out there. They want to get to market, but they, you know, it's just like, well, we don't want to hold up forever, but let, let's take a pause and let's, you know, work on this brand concept. Let's do your homework, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell folks, you know, entrepreneurs, business people, we're all excited. We, we all know we have something to offer and we just want to get it out there and go for it. And you do need that. You Mm -hmm. have to have that element there. And I always tell people, especially if you're a startup and you don't have a lot of capital, Mm -hmm. get out there, like do what you need to do to sell the product or get the clients and get a little cash. But while you're doing that, do the homework in terms of what do I need to do when I have the cash flow, when I have a budget for marketing, what is it that I have to produce and in order to get my brand out there. Mm-hmm. So that's like in the first couple of years of your business, right? You're like, you're just trying to get some money going. And I always say, I'm really transparent. You go to my website and my pricing is up there because it's not game playing, it's investing. And if you don't know what it costs, how can you plan for it? Mm-hmm. Right? If you're a new startup, yeah, you, you may not have much in the way of money in that first year. But if you plan for it, then you can put it in your budget next year and then you can take things up to that next level. I love it. Mm. Oh, that's that's great. You're right. Not a lot of uh, websites that you go to will have, especially given what you do, will not have the pricing up front. Yeah. So on that point, there are a lot of folks out there doing what you're doing, Absolutely. branding and marketing. So what would you say are some of the things that make you unique? And what is it that you bring to your clients that um, that they like about the way you work? Well, uh, to put it probably bluntly is I don't do things. Can I say half-assed? Absolutely. (laughs) I don't do things half-assed. I really dive in. And part of it is I want to get to know my client and what they're doing and why they're doing it really holistically. So it kind of goes back to my own, you know, that holistic viewpoint I like and how I like to operate. But if someone wants a website or they want, you know, they're launching a new product or a new service, um, I want to know why, what does it look like? How's it going to work? I really, and then beyond that, this is of course where I started running into problems in the early days is what's driving this decision. What's driving this product launch, which what's driving this new program you're offering. And so I want to get to know them because everyone, there's tons of people doing what I do, but there's tons of people doing what my clients are doing as well. So we all have to find out what's unique. And for me, I personally think it's a, it's a combination of things. I have a fairly eclectic, uh, creative background. Mm -hmm. So I have experience interacting with a lot of different people in a lot of different fields. Um, also I have a master's in journalism. Well, I'm not writing for a paper or a big magazine, but I can interview really well. And I know how to get a client to, open up and tell their story in a way that I can then take it and transfer it into something that's going to help them promote their business, um, in the way that they need it to happen. Um, also I just in the business of running my business, meeting different people, connecting different people. I am a huge fan of community. I really like to make sure that if I can't serve you, I'm going to help you find the right person who can serve you. Um, because there's enough work out there for all of us. <laughs> I love that mindset. I definitely believe and support the uh, abundance mindset. Very, very important. It, it, there's no reason to act out of fear that if I 
send somebody somewhere else that I'm somehow going to lack. No, that just means that the right client's coming to me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's part of that core messaging and that brand messaging that I talk about. It's it, that's part of my value system that I want to be the right person to produce what you need and to give you what you need. I'm not going to sell you a product just because you came to me. If I'm not the right fit, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. And I think we all kind of operate under that, um, you know, premise because with the podcast alone, we have other photographers on, we have other, Mm -hmm. you know, people in the designing arena or branding arena, and then other agencies or experts in digital marketing. And so people can say, well, isn't that your competition? No, not really. There's enough out there for yeah. everybody Absolutely. and you have to align, right? So yes. like a client for me may not look like a client for one of my friends who owns an agency. Sure. sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, and that is the crux of it. That's mm-hmm. exactly when I talk about, you know, helping a client find out what's your unique selling proposition or what's your unique value proposition, because that may be the only thing that determines a decision. Right. You know, I use the example, it's silly, but it works. You know, I was looking for, um, you know, the wool dryer balls that you put in your dryer. Oh, I love those. Yeah. 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 Well, I was looking for, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm done with those dryer sheets. They're not Bad good for you. the environment. Yep. They're not good for me. So there's a ton of them. Well, the decision maker for me was one of the companies that I bought from was donating a certain amount of money to a charity that aligned with my values. So they got my sale. Social impact. And literally the only thing that distinguished them from other com- mm. competitors. That's awesome. So, and yeah, I mean, that's something you could just go to Amazon, click buy, but right. you chose to make your purchase. Right. From a company. So that's, that's what I tell my clients too. It's like you look at what you do and it may not be necessarily something in your business, but something that you're bringing uniquely to your business. Right. That makes a difference. I think the other really interesting point you said, Deb, was you interview your clients. I do. You have to extract the information, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's there. People started a business for a reason. They have a why. They have these behind the scenes things. They have things they're doing in their personal lives or a cause that's near and dear to them. But extracting that from people is like sometimes pulling teeth. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, And I like to say, you know, I help them tell their stories Mm -hmm. because everybody has a story and their stories around specific parts of us or parts of our business. And so when I'm talking to them, I, you know, I obviously start, I have a, you know, template of questions that are sort of basic, but I let the conversation flow and then I'll have follow-up questions because of something that they said. And it's that digging, it's that digging down. It's that diving deep into who they are and what motivates them and what's driving them to offer whatever it is that they're offering. So like, I want to give like a really quick example of something that happened to me. So we're social media marketers. We're not content writers, but we do need things to post on social. And so, you know, often if they need, if they need base content or they're not branded, we'll push them back to work with someone blogging, et cetera. But I was waiting on a client. He's like, yes, we worked on our values and our, we came up with all these values and I can't wait to tell you about them. I waited like two months because, and I'm not going to name my client and I love all the clients, love them all <laughs> if they're listening. But you but, know who you are. Yes. yes. So, and he knows he's going to be recommended to a specialist to work on him, work with him on this topic. So he needs a specialist. <laughs> yes, he does. And so I'm waiting. He's like, when are you going to email me these great visions and, and mission statements and things and values you came up with on your team, they had like a whole team outing. And I waited two months because he was really busy and traveling. I get five words, Deb. I got five words for his values and his company. And I'm like, and they're not even that much of differentiators. You know, they're out of context. There's no context. And I'm like, I waited two months for five (laughs) words. So I'm like, what are we going to, how are we going to transition this into a content or story or anything of relevance to your audience? And, and, you know, he's like, 
well, these are internal. Yes, but no, because it's who you are. Like, yes, yes you, you develop these with an internal mindset, but how can we transition this into content to show the world who you are. Yeah. I have found, and I will be very honest, it was actually a bit of a surprise for me when I started my business that, you know, I'd been in corporate for so long in marketing communications that I had forgotten that a lot of those internal terms, a lot of the internal thinking isn't common knowledge out there. Right. So when I went out and I mean, when I first started introducing myself as a copywriter, I had several people mistake me for a lawyer, a copyright lawyer, which made me laugh. And I was like, Oh, okay. So <laughs> to kind of go back to what you're just saying, um, I, I honestly don't think that a lot of business owners understand, you know, it, it is literally a lack of education around the topic, um, mm-hmm. because it is so far outside of their, their purview. It's so far out of their, their, their realm of expertise, yeah. which is fine. That's why they're hiring people. But for, to, uh, to help them understand that, you know, the, the core values of your business Yes, it's internal. It's it's a cultural thing. It's how your business is running and, and helping inform how you make decisions. But that's the thing. Those decisions begin go outward. Yeah. And it's the idea of, you know, if all things are equal and somebody's looking at your company and trying to make a decision of whether they're working with you or not, you know, if if I'm say very environmentally um motivated and I am distraught over how, you know, things are going in the corporate world out there investing and I'm ready to make you take some money and put it in investing. I may look at environment, environmental causes. I want to go with an investment firm that also aligns with my values. Mm -hmm. So for your client, it is, it's, it's understanding that what you do, how you do it, everything impacts the customer, the customer client decision-making process. Well, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And you know, playing off what you're saying, Alicia, about the values, it's internal and it's external. You know, it's internal because you need to be clear to people that you're bringing on to your team. This is what we're, we're about. And if it's if this is not a good fit for you, you need to know that up front. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And same for clients. If we're not a good fit for you, we want to be clear up front that this is what we're about. Yeah. And I think one of the things that those very clearly developed core values do is help you find those right clients because yes. now you're including and excluding fits and no and not good fits. Your, your clients and then who you surround yourself with. So, you know, who are you going to work with as vendors that align with you? Who mm-hmm. is going to come to your team and, and hiring and training people is expensive. Retention is huge. You want to attract the right people. Absolutely. And, and I agree. I mean, that's partly why I talk about even, you know, your mission and your vision those need to be something that everybody who works with you for you needs to know what those are. So, you know, if you're the solo person and and a home office, well, make sure that stuff's on your website. If you have a reception, you know, uh, you know, reception for your office, make sure there's something right up on the wall. And I know a lot of folks, especially smaller businesses or entrepreneurs sometimes start, you know, they get that twitchy, Oh, it's too corporate. I don't, that's not how I want to go. And it's like, no, there's a reason why it's there. Mm-hmm. And it can be just as important for that single entrepreneur as it is for a growing uh, company. And because it drives everything, it absolutely drives everything. And I can understand someone's aversion to corporate speak or tech speak, mm-hmm. but your mission, your vision, your values, they don't have, they can be written in human language. Absolutely. They can be as informal and funky 
as you want to make them mm-hmm. because it's got to it's got to be good fit for you. So yeah, if oh, you're yeah, informal definitely. and funky, then your mission, vision, and value should reflect that. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're buttoned down and boring, well, then your mission, vision, value should reflect that too. Wait, what? <laughs> I just get, laughed because I remember working with you on our, our logo and design stuff, and you had come up with some statements, and one of them, one of them was not buttoned up at all. Oh, right. Can I yeah. say it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's like light shit on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're fun and we want to bring that energy. I love that. That's, but that, that's a huge peak right into the inner workings of you guys. You know what I mean? And I think that is very important. I mean, when I take someone through the process of, you know, what are your values? I said, start with yourself, like as a person, as a human. And I don't allow them to get away with saying, well, I'm honesty is a value. Great. But what does honesty mean to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because exactly. everybody has shades of meaning, right? So honesty and transparency. Yeah. They're, they're part of my values, but I have, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you as my potential client or existing client? Right. So I think it's important for that context to say, okay, these are the values that I have, whatever, and they're driving the business, but this is what it means to us here, you know, and then it's not, you know, it's just not, eh, it's not something you're throwing out. It actually has meaning. Right. It's not just a generic word. Like, you know, one of our core values is quality. What does that mean? Exactly. You know, it means quality. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I actually saw a list of core values recently that, uh, one of them was people. Yeah, well, I got so that one. Core values, people. Noun. Yeah, okay, what does noun. that mean? Exactly. We li- we like people. Uh, we like to eat people. What? Uh, I mean, yeah. what tell <laughs> me how you people. value people. You know? Yeah, exactly. Cannibals are us. Because there's a well, I'm, there's a big difference between we like being with people and we like eating people, and we need to know that yes. distinction. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. So. Yeah. Grammar and specificity. These two <laughs> things will save your life, people. Yes. What was it? Uh, you know, let's eat. Grandma. Let's eat grandma. Yeah, yeah. Instead of let's eat comma grandma. Yeah. Very important stuff. Very very important stuff. I don't how we got to cannibalism, but why don't we get back to the, <laughs> the things we talk about on this know, podcast. I'm telling you. Um, so you've talked a lot about your process and where does, you know, the, the messaging obviously is important and that's the foundation of, I think of everything. And yes. where does the marketing and the visual design, where does that come in and how does that fold into the messaging? Okay. So really, you know, depending on where a business is, cause I've worked with new businesses that, plain need a brand, right? They, they have nothing. And then I've worked with businesses that have been, have had an established brand of one way, you know, one kind or another for several years. And so I kind of take a look at where they are and, you know, if they've got really the elements of a good brand, I will still dive in. I still want to learn about it and, and see, okay, what needs to tweak? What's working? What's not working? Um, and that, the answers to those questions usually will determine, are we looking at a visual redesign? Do we need to redo your logo? Do we need to redo colors? Do we need to, you know, uh, just the tone, the feel, like, you know, your personality. Right. In my head, a, your brand, your brand messaging helps define the personality. Do we need to update those photos from 1987? Absolutely. That you're using? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if, twitchy over here. <laughs> yeah. If I get somebody who really is starting out and needs it all, and I, and I love actually both scenarios, but I really do enjoy helping someone establish that brand. And I love the interview process because there isn't one interview I've done. No, I'll take that back. I think there's been one (laughs) in which the business owner didn't learn something new about their themselves in their business or about their business in this process. And when we go through this and we have all of these messaging elements in place and 
at that point, you know, I've got that personality. I've got that tone. I've got their, their, all of those core elements, the, 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 their goals, their mission, their vision, their, their values, who their ideal client is. All of these pieces come together, their unique selling proposition. Then we'll work with, uh, the designer, the design aspect of things and ha- start having that conversation because now the designer has all this information and can actually really come up with the right visual. And so many of us have done it. You know, you launch out the door and you go to Vistaprint or somewhere else. And I'm not knocking them because they serve a purpose. They do. And you get some kind of logo or you go to one of those sites for really low money and you get some kind of logo and you end up with what looks like clip art in my opinion or it's generic. And again, if you're just launching, you get out the door, you do what you can, but then really start doing your homework. Who do you right. want to work with? Because that visual brand is what's remembered. And it's like I've told some of my clients, you know, you can get McDonald's to cater your wedding if you want. Absolutely. That's a great analogy, actually. <laughs> and I find that, you know, it's really interesting for, here's a great example. One of my clients, now she'd been in business for some time. She'd had her, she has a wellness center and she'd had it for 15 years and she had not really updated her site in almost all of that time. Mm. Long time in the digital world. Right. So, and when I looked at her site and I looked at her logo and I really didn't have a great impression, you know, as, as a consumer and someone who loves going to wellness centers and spas, I was sort of like, eh, it looks kind of cheesy. I wouldn't really want to spend the money and that, that, no. Well, then I went to her space just to actually meet with her and, and, and I walked in and was floored. I, I looked right at her. And I said, okay, you don't have a choice anymore. And we'd at this time become friends. So I could say this to her like this, but I said, you need to work with me. You need to change your brand because what you have out online doesn't even remotely begin to reflect what you have going on here. And we redid the concept of the logo stayed the same because she liked the concept and the concept was good, but it needed to be refined. It yes. needed the color palette needed to be refined. I mean, her website was all in these dark reds and I was like, are we talking horror movie or a massage? <laughs> you know, like, What's happening here? <laughs> so, right. But it's funny because people don't realize, and as a designer, you know, right. color as a psychology evokes a response. Yeah. And when you think of a spa and you want relaxation, there's certain colors that come to mind that instantly soothe. Dark red does not do it. Yeah. Yeah. And just the visual element, if it's more refined and professional, people associate that as a higher end experience. Completely. And it helped her a lot because when I found out that a majority of her referrals were happening because her current clients were going onto her site to buy gift certificates and things like that, I was like, you really need to work on the site. Like it needs to drive your business. Good. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just got to tell them like it is. It's so true. And she was, <laughs> she's thrilled because it, it absolutely, she's got a, her business has upticked since that happened. So it's awesome. Beautiful. That's yeah. a Terrific. Awesome. Uh, are most of your clients within the health and wellness field or do you have a variety? I have a variety at this point. Absolutely. Um, I still have a love of the, of the health and wellness field. Um, and they somehow, you know, they, they find me, they get referred to me, of course, but I have clients that range from, um, uh, executive recruiters to insurance to other, uh, you know, designers, um, lots of therapists have come my way and landed in my, um, my, my client list. But I basically am open to working. I love cause driven, whether it's, it's sort of an internal cause or an external cause, but I like people who are really 
heart-centered and passionate about whatever it is that they're doing. And I do find the trend, whether it's the insurance, the recruiter, I mean, it, the whole gamut, the, the, the sort of theme that I find my clients tend to have is that they are all really good people who are trying to improve their communities in some way or another, either directly or indirectly in their nice. business. And that's, I think that's partly, partly because that's what drives me. I love that. It's to me. I really love that. That aligns with me. That aligns with me. I'm like, maybe I need that to sit that down with that silence for a second. <laughs> well, I, I thought she was going to go on and then she looked at me like, and I'm like, uh, well, sometimes cause I'm facing this way. I feel like Justin has something to say and he's in the background. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like cutting him off. So I'm sorry. You can cut that, that part out. Bill. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I appreciate you walking us through your process and just to restate some of the benefits of doing this and getting this right, getting this message right. So we've got small business owners, entrepreneurs listening to the podcast going, okay, what's in it for me? Yes. What's the benefit of making this investment? Um, first of all, even though you're making an investment, which is putting out time and money, you are actually going to save time and money because again, I've had a lot of clients come to me and they have spent money on logos or websites or materials and they're not right. They're, they're not attracting and they're, and they're frustrated and also really leery about spending more money. And I get that because they went to somebody who just said, oh, sure, I'll design a logo or sure, I'll write your copy. But they didn't go through that messaging process. And that's one of the things that I find I personally can't do. I have to make sure that I'm telling your story because I want you to walk away and a year from now be happy and seeing a return on that investment because mm-hmm. that means you're hitting the right people. And if you're you're just talking to everybody, you're going to get nobody. You need to talk <laughs> to your audience. Yep. Yep. I, I have a similar uh, phrase that I use. It's like, you know, if you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one. It, it's, it's That's exactly yeah. it. Yes. yes. It's, it's just, uh, it's too diluted. Yes. Uh, I hate to bring it up again, but GoPro, I just read an article again, this came up on another podcast, but they changed their marketing because they wanted to be this versatile camera for everyone. So they changed their, their content marketing to focus on, you know, the mom at the soccer field and it didn't work. Their sales dipped. And then they, they changed the marketing plan up to go back to that extreme sports person. And the sales went back up because they forgot who they were and where they came from. GoPro was invented by a surfer, by the way. There you go. Oh, so there. All right. It's just so much easier if you're talking to the right person. And that's what I, I, you know, at the bottom line, I said, look, I'm trying to make your life as a business owner easier. And it works for me. It works for everybody in this room. It works for every client we run across. It's like, if you know who you're talking to and who's going to buy your product or your service, that's who your audience is. And that's who you're talking to. Beautiful. So the takeaways, I think, from this is... Don't skip the brand messaging. No. That's the foundation for everything else, the, the visual, the marketing, all of that, helping find the right clients, helping find the right partners, employees. Mm-hmm. It's the brand message. So very important. Don't skip that. And also to recognize the value of the process. And, and now I don't know like the time frame that you would normally take to walk somebody through this process, but I'm going to take a guess and say this doesn't happen in a day. No, (laughs) no, it does not. Uh, Generally, you know, if I'm going to take someone through a a sort of core, what I call a messaging intensive core messaging intensive, the fastest we have ever done that is a very intense couple hour interview, but then I go away and I do my thing. 
But generally speaking, no, it's a very long interview. It's a very intense interview. And then I go back and we kind of rework it. And that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Right. Just to get the message. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about messaging and branding. It's one of the things close to my heart. So I'm very excited that you're here. But uh, (laughs) really? Yeah. Um, I don't think people can hear this enough. You know, it's it's critical, especially for, you know, people that have small businesses and they want to thrive. Absolutely. And thriving businesses make thriving communities. So it's all good. So if... Someone listened to this podcast is said, okay, I'm sold. How do I get a hold of Deb? You can go to my website, messageartist.com. Okay. <laughs> Love that. And are you, I'm assuming you're elsewhere on the web as well? Oh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. And actually I do have a new um, Messaging Matters Facebook group I launched this month. And awesome. um, that is basically a place for small business owners to come together Throw questions out at me or at the group. Um, offer support, brainstorm. It's sort of like our, our your free little business support group, um, which is what my vision is it for now. Who knows if it'll evolve into something else? But at the moment, I invite anybody who wants to come in and have a place where they can throw out ideas and get some feedback. Great. And what's awesome. the, the name of the group? That is Messaging Matters on Facebook. So that okay. you can find that through my um, my business page on Facebook. Right. As we'll, well make sure all these links get in the show notes. That's too. perfect. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited. I got to have this conversation with you. And I guess now, next time, next now, you know what I mean? <laughs> Did you just come, wake up from your nap? <laughs> I was trying to say. I think what Bill and was trying to say time. is, until now next time. <laughs> next time, good. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.